What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of The Cinemile. Um, So last week, I went to see The Favourite with my friend Nick. And as I said on the podcast, I knew nothing about the history of this movie to the point where I actually had never even heard of The Queen, which I guess is pretty embarrassing for me. And um, lo and behold, my dad, who's the resident history buff of the cinema, had seen the movie, knew all about The Queen and had lots to say on the history. So we are on the phone. Dad's in Dublin. I'm in London. And he's back on the podcast. Hi, Dad. Good evening, Cathy. Nice to be back on the cinema. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. You're one of our very popular returning guests. How kind. How kind. <laughs> um, so firstly, tell me what you thought of the movie as a movie and then tell me all about the history and what they got wrong. Okay, as a movie, um, first of all, I'd say, like, why was it two hours? The, uh, they had a story to tell, um, but even taking the story they did tell, I found it just it, it went on and on and on and on. Uh, so they probably had a reason for it to be two hours, maybe tied in with schedules on TVs and such like. Uh, but I thought for what was in it, it was way too long. Um, I thought it, the film was very much kind of along the lines of a soap opera, throwing in bits and pieces to keep people uh, uh, keep people looking at it, I suppose. In terms of some of the characters... I thought there was virtually no well-developed characters in it, male or female, uh, particularly male. Uh, like there wasn't one sound male character in the film, uh, not one. The and only a passing reference to the uh, to Anne's husband, a man who was uh, to whom she was very close. They seemed to be very they seemed to be a very happy couple, even though they had not a lot of uh, sadness in their lives. So putting it all together, my, my kind of overall assessment of the film is that it's kind of like something like a sex stop pantomime. <laughs> Did you think it was funny, though? Because I thought it was really funny. I thought there was a few good gangs in it, all right. And so, go on, I know you've lots to say on the history. So where do you want to start? Well, on the history, like I thought the way, say, looking at it from, from a, her family's point of view, it was so narrowly presented. Now, I know that lots of people, they want to see a story and they don't, don't want to get bogged down in historical facts, but I looked at it to try and get a few historical insights into it. Um, whereas, in fact, there was virtually none, virtually no historical issue um, information conveyed at all. 
Like, for instance, to, to just to take this woman where she kind of sat in the kind of in the family, there was no, not even a passing reference to any of this stuff that would have been, would have had to have been very significant for the woman. Uh, for instance, her grandfather was a king, and he was executed by Cromwell and company. Uh, her father was a king; he was disposed, deposed. Uh, her sister was a queen, and her brother-in-law were a king. And that would have been kind of the, the, the background in which she kind of grew up as a child and, a, and as an adult and lived as an adult. Uh, and I, I would have, I suppose going to it, I would have hoped there would have been some kind of a connection drawn uh, to all these other players, as it were, in the British monarchy. Uh, and on the politics, um, like there wasn't, I don't think the word Ireland was mentioned once in the film. Not once. Uh, was, was Scotland mentioned? I don't think so. Uh, and like as Queen of of Great Britain, as, as she became Great Britain and Northern Ireland, like she had a very significant role uh, in both countries, which was perhaps more felt when she, after she died and when she was replaced. Like you mentioned when we were chatting earlier that you hadn't heard much about her. But one of the reasons I think you may not hear much about her is because she was a good monarch. She just got on with the job um, uh, and did it did it well, I think, you know, in a kind of a job that's kind of a very, very, very complicated, difficult job for anybody to, to be doing. Uh, and the fact that you haven't heard about her, uh, I think partly reflects that success, not a failure, but success. And also my complete lack of historical knowledge. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, the uh, but we, the people that we often remember are the people who are infamous for one reason or another, such as yeah. such as the old Henry Henry the <laughs> And and to, to just get to give that comparison between the two, like where was England as it stood when Henry VIII became king, and when where was it when he left it? Uh, and he left it far worse off. Than when he when he took over, whereas if you look, at where was the the kingdom or the kingdoms went on when she took over when she left, and she did quite a good job, I think. And the place would have been, uh, by and large, would have been a far would have been improved anyway and well set uh, for for what was to come. For instance, like in the war that got a passing reference, uh, she made a kind of a she seemed to give support when it was right, and then she kind of uh, went for peace. And out of which England or Britain got into a very, very good peace treaty. So that was, a, that was, from an English point of view, that was a great success. And to give, give, give your, your listeners kind of a little uh, connected to the present, incidentally, it's one of the reasons why you're still dealing with Gibraltar, because they, they picked that up as part of that treaty. Um, like to, to look at what happened when Anne died, and because she died without an heir, um, it was the end of the Stuart line, and that brought in the, uh, the, the the kings from Hanover into the kind of English-British setup, the Georges. And uh, by and large, as far as I can see, one of them was worse than the other. And they would have had a kind of a, a pure hatred, pure hatred, um, looking back to the Irish point of view, to the Irish Catholics, they seemed to just hate them. And uh, they, they ushered in 
and facilitated all these kind of these penal laws that uh, simply made it effectively made it a crime just to be a Catholic in your own country. Uh, there were similar upheavals in Scotland on account of these guys, including that led up to, shall we say, Culloden and the Highland clearances and all that went with that. Uh, so, by comparison with the, with the kind of the tolerance and the judicious nature of Anne, um, you know, it, it shows her up in very in a very positive way. And against the background of God help the poor woman, I can't remember, was it 15 or 17 children she lost? Yeah, 15. It's so sad. Yeah, so tragic, so utterly tragic. Uh, and yet she kind of kept a cool head and a tolerant view in state affairs. Uh, so from the film point of view, I thought it, it did a kind of a great injustice to her, really. I thought it might have presented a kind of uh, a rounded picture of, of the woman as a person and uh, in the wider context and the contribution that she made, etc. But I found it was virtually none of this, just this kind of soap opera going off the rails. Okay, now you're making me feel bad and I'm kind of leaning to your side because what I was going to say at the end of this is, yeah, but Dad, like, yes, there's a wider historical context, but this filmmaker chose to, you know, to pick just the setting of the palace and, and the relationship between these three women. And... And I still think that's the case. And like, you know, the filmmaker can make the film he wants to make. And I really enjoyed it. But now I'm thinking, I just wish maybe someone else had made the movie you were talking about first. (laughs) (laughs) So that we saw that side of her. Because this movie kind of made out like the decisions she made were based on like the fact that the young girl she fancied made references to a party. Or, you know, uh, the guy with the wig got to come in in Benjamin when the other girlfriend was out having a fight with her now maybe i'm wrong again i've done no research and there could be a tv series or a movie out there about this so hopefully someone will let us know if they do or we'll yes do a bit of research i'd be very about, interested um, because i think you know like you mentioned henry the eighth or someone like that and like there's so much about them back and forth that anyone could really make a movie now about them and it's just adding to the chatter but i guess you're saying and, and um, from my point of view she she may not be that well known so it's a shame that this is how she's being thrust into the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. But I still think even though the movie was comical and 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 it showed her with mood swings, I still think the movie didn't play her for a fool in that she ultimately was listening to counsel. She When she heard that the people were against this tax, she really took that to heart. And she was just really sad about her children. And and I actually think the the movie didn't, didn't make her out to be a bad person or player for a fool the movie just chose to take what is admittedly a fun setting of the very claustrophobic setting of a palace mm-hmm. when one person's completely in control and she can and i'm sure stuff like this happened where she could walk by to someone and say don't look at me mm-hmm. don't speak to me mm-hmm. um and that stuff was the stuff that made me laugh out loud because i just thought oh i'd love to you know on a bad day exactly and i really think the way they played um the relationship between the two other women was very funny, the way they were competing for her affections. Like, yeah. I have to say that was making me laugh out loud yeah. a lot of that stuff. So I think there's probably... I feel bad now for all the stuff you said because it sounds like she was an amazing queen and I never even heard of her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it was... It's you're, it's a different movie, the one you're talking about, yeah. really. But, I, I, like, I know that, that there clearly was. There was uh, competition between these two, two, two women to have the ear of the queen. Like, that's a fact. Um, but to have made a film out of it, you know, and just kind of focusing in in on that, and then throwing everything and anything into the pot to kind of, you know, stir it up a bit. Like pick pick as an example, I think, which is kind of by, you know, 
utterly ridiculous, beyond ridiculous, um, this brothel scene that they threw into the plot. Um, <laughs> where she ends up locked up in a brothel for a period of time. Like, what pure and utter tripe altogether. <laughs> like, it's, it's really third-rate stuff, this. You know, what, what the hell was that doing in the film? Uh, yeah, the brothel stuff actually was a bit weird. Even I thought that. But then I did my brief uh, historical research afterwards where I went on um, Wikipedia. And it, it was interesting that that woman who had been her close friend or lover or whatever for a long time did end up banished and kicked out of the country so that relationship definitely existed oh yeah but did, but did, but, but your, did your research show up that she spent a while locked <laughs> up in a brothel <laughs> it didn't actually did it not? but maybe wikipedia just hasn't gone deep enough yet yeah someone will update it now you need to update yeah. it yeah but when you see something like that thrown into into a film like which is pure pure nonsense pure nonsense like it, 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 you'd have to question anything and everything you saw in the film in terms of yeah. what, what's factual and what's pure. Well, I, I won't get crude about it. um yeah i know it's a funny one and actually i hadn't embarrassingly realized this at the time when i saw the movie but um but funnily enough i was comparing it to the lobster in my head and i I mentioned it in the previous podcast and turns out it is the same director as the lobster right did you see that movie with colin farrell no i didn't and that is a one of my favorite movies it's so funny and farcical and weird but the difference between the two movies is they're shot similarly they're acted similarly and they've the same actress but that one was pure fantasy and this one wasn't. Alleg- so Allegedly. Yeah, exactly. So that one, you know, you're not besmirching anyone. It's just funny. It's about people turning into animals. Like, it's a silly movie. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one is, you know, something quite different. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, if it's... There, there, there is room for a kind of a... And it'd be very interesting to see somebody... Somebody did a serious piece of work about the Queen and her reign. Um... But uh, for a bit of light-hearted relief, maybe this film, the um, the favourite, it might meet that criteria. But I think that's about it, from, at least from my point of view. Perhaps yeah. your, listeners, your listeners might have very different views on this. Yeah, well, it's doing very well. I mean, I think it was just nominated for 12 BAFTAs. So, obviously, it's agreeing with people. And I laughed my head off for the whole movie, which I now feel really bad about. So, thanks for that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what we'll have to do is find, I'm sure we'll find something somewhere in a TV series or a movie about her. And we can do a review on that <laughs> at some point. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Dad, for dialing in again as our historical correspondent. No doubt, as Oscar season ramps up, there'll be lots of historical movies for you to check back in on. Okay. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. All Thanks, the best. Bye bye. Bye.